Support the Very Serious Crafts podcast on Patreon for early access to episodes, shoutouts, bonus episodes, and more. Visit patreon.com slash seriouscrafts. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. We're very serious crafters. And we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Very Serious Crafts podcast. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. I'm Molly from Wild Olive. And I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. Today, we'll be talking about summer knitting, taking care of yourself while crafting, pottery, and, um, drizzling? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Does it have to do with cake? Or rain? Oh, cake. (laughs) Yes, that that would be really, really great. It it might have to do with rain. Uh, We'll get there. Okay. Okay. I'd prefer the cake. Before we do. (laughs) Yeah. Same. Before we get to drizzling, um, recently, <laughs> I've had a pretty, like, adventurous last several days, <laughs> I'll say. Um, yeah. So my, my grandmother, Mary, the um, delightful person who taught me to knit, um, she had, we well, she turned 90 in February, but because she lives in Minnesota and is a very nice lady who cares, cares about all of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren, she insisted that we didn't celebrate her 90th until late April. <laughs> <laughs> That's really That's nice. That's smart. Yeah. And, and yet, it didn't help. And it's right. <laughs> <laughs> and it managed to still snow the weekend of April 28th. Uh, so I, <laughs> being so the crazy. one grandchild that lives several states away in Illinois... Um, I had to suddenly drop everything Friday morning, get in my car by myself and drive nine, ten hours to my grandma's house in a single shot (laughs) (laughs) because we, we checked the, like my mom reached out to me at like 7am on Friday and was like, you need to look at the weather and give me a call. And she was like, do you want to fly today? And we looked up flights and they were a thousand dollars from Chicago to Minneapolis. And I was that hurts. and I was like, it's a six hour drive. I don't think so. Also, trains exist. Um, <laughs> so I ended up driving Friday straight to my grandma's house, which was great because I got a day with my grandma and it was really cute. And um, she helped me like work on adjusting um, a dress that I had made for my petite rib cage, which is her doing. <laughs> so she knows a lot about petite um, adjustments. Fair enough. So, yeah, so I drove Friday. Hung out at my grandma's and worked at her house Saturday, doing all the deadline things that I would have done Friday. <laughs> and meanwhile, Ed had, my husband had to work Friday, so he bought a train ticket, a one-way train ticket, <laughs> from Chicago to um, western Minnesota, and got on a train Saturday afternoon and got in after midnight. And my dad had to drive an hour to St. Cloud, Minnesota, oh, <laughs> and drive Ed an hour back, so he got there and my dad was driving him until like 1:30 in the morning Saturday oh, night to goodness. Sunday morning. This, this was an adventure. <sighs> yeah. And then <laughs> and then um my grandma managed to fall during her own birthday party and oh, had to go to the emergency no. room in an ambulance. She's fine. Um I think she just mm-hmm. had a little bit of low blood pressure moment or something. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness she's okay. And yeah. then we immediately she made it back to the party. We sang happy birthday. We ate cake and then immediately had to get in the car and drive 9 hours back and got back at midnight. <laughs> uh, <whew>. uh. <laughs> <laughs> goodness. 
So you're a little tired. <coughs> and I think I'm getting sick. <coughs> oh, boy. That was gross. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that, that was my weekend. <laughs> Fun my. times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm actually gearing up for it this coming weekend because my friend Katie, who I've mentioned um, several times in the past, uh, in past episodes, um, she's visiting from England. She's actually doing other things in the States. Um, and so she squeezed in a couple of days to hop into Chicago. And um, Yay! so, yeah, I'm excited because we're just going to um, hang out and uh, mostly knit and sew because uh, she wants to try a bit of quilting while she's here. And um, and I'm also going to fun. Yeah. Try and do a few other fun things with her and lunches and all of that good stuff. So I'm really I'm very excited just about low pressure crafting with a friend yeah so that sounds that is so nice yeah Yeah. that sounds really fun (laughs) Mm -hmm. how about you Haley? what you got going on oh i'm so cranky (laughs) (laughs) i'm so cranky um but uh in in addition to being incredibly cranky at the moment i finally finished my winter hat yay um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um you know the boss hat that i have been working on yes oh, well since i came to visit you guys in chicago yeah the um, chicago yarn well, it's finally done it's it's finally done and has been blocked and exists and will be all ready for next winter. Yay! Yeah! Because it is definitely spring <laughs> in New York City. But see, you could have left that unblocked for the whole summer, <laughs> like spring, summer, fall, and then it would have gotten to winter and you would have been like, ah, oh, I still haven't blocked this yet. And if you were me, you might have still left it unblocked for another season, so... You're ready. Oh, don't worry. It may be blocked, but I haven't photographed it yet. <laughs> and so I, I we'll see how long it sits on my kitchen table. Um, it, it's on like one of those Pyrex pitchers, just sort of hanging out. Hanging out. Because <laughs> it's, already, it's been blocked on a dinner plate. And now it's uh, allowing the air circulation. The air has circulated plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and yet, there it sits. <laughs> anyway, so so that's that. Well, I'm proud of you for blocking that hat. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you. Although I overblocked it, and I'm probably gonna do it again. <laughs> well, when- I'm. I always do that. I do that with everything that's supposed to be a certain size. I'm like, I really need to stretch it to get everything to to just snap into place and look its best. Nope, nope. I'm just going to have to put it in warm water. And then I'm going to have to block it again because I have been in too enthusiastic. So we'll see if that is the case. <laughs> too enthusiastic. enthusiastic. That is a hashtag problem. if ever there was one. <laughs> yeah. It's a consistent problem in my life. <laughs> Well, uh, uh, speaking of consistent problems, <laughs> boy, 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 do we have those on the very serious uh-huh. podcast? And how? Um, in particular, <laughs> um, so I guess I should probably start this topic by saying I am not a doctor. Spoiler alert: I am do not you, a doctor. <laughs> do you play one on I'm TV shocked. or in podcasts? Uh, no, nope. I do okay. not claim to be a doctor. I don't play a doctor. 
I I think I played one on stage once. Hmm. Hmm. Did you kill anybody? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, we're all tired. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. But th- that was your question. Like <laughs> we paused at my answer. But that was your first question. I would just like to point out. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Carry on. <laughs> to, to recap, I'm not a doctor. Uh, <laughs> but so as crafters, there are ways that we can hurt ourselves. Even if you're not a very serious crafter, you can harm yourself while crafting. Especially yes. if you're not a very serious crafter. Yeah. Or if you're not a very serious crafter and you, you know, craft for two or three days straight because it's like a holiday weekend and you're like, I'm going to make this whole sweater or I'm going to do this whole thing. I have never done that. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx, Molly. Yeah. So in my life, I have had um, carpal tunnel, which is the most famous, I would argue, repetitive stress. Of the tunnels. Yeah, of the tunnels. (laughs) Of, of, I would say, all repetitive stress injuries in, like, contemporary society, carpal tunnel's the most famous one because so many people can get it from being on the computer. Um, and I, factory work, mm-hmm. historically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I think the addition of people being on their phones all the time is making oh it gosh. even more acute. And Absolutely. I definitely have run into, I need, I need to figure out a new way to type on my phone that's not just, like, voice to text. Um, I need to find out yeah. some way that's less harmful to my hands because me too. Because I was recently diagnosed with cubital tunnel, which is Ooh. similar to carpal tunnel, um, but it's in your elbow. It is, mm. um, I believe, it's called ulnar nerve entrapment syndrome. So you, you know your ulnar bone, the the bone on the pinky side of your forearm. Mm-hmm. There's a yep. nerve that runs from your ring and your pinky finger up through your elbow, um, right around your funny bone. I believe that is the nerve that actually gets oh, hit. Oh yeah, my arm hurts right along there all the time. Yeah, Ugh. and then every day. And I knew I had cubital tunnel again, and my doctor yep. confirmed it because I've had it in my right arm before. This one's in my left arm. And it's the pain, I keep losing sensation in my ring and my pinky finger, and then there's mm. shooting pains up my forearm, up under on the un- underside of my arm, and into my shoulder because that's the path of that nerve. So yeah. on the one hand, it's kind of cool to be like, I could draw, I could take a marker and draw exactly where this nerve is. How interesting <laughs> is that? <laughs> I mean, I think that's neat. Yeah, but yeah. I knew you would. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but neat, but it painful hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it hurts. <laughs> um, and so. carpal tunnel cubital tunnel and then um i also have had tendonitis issues over the years from knitting but also from knitting and crochet but also from um i went to college on a music performance scholarship initially i played the oboe Mm -hmm. and so between crafts and music and school um my hands were just being way overworked yeah yeah i was a gymnast for many 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 years Mm -hmm. and uh i I feel your pain, maybe quite literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all that to say, um, this entire topic isn't that fleshed out other than saying, see a real doctor if you think you might have a repetitive stress injury, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, number And crafters get them all the time. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've definitely had times where I had a deadline and I started, I've never actually gone and seen a doctor for this, but, um, 
I I know exactly what it is. I know I <laughs> I just try to avoid doing that whenever possible. But anyway, um, <laughs> I uh, so I I'll pop on a brace, sometimes two braces, and if it's a deadline, I still just have to keep going. And I do this like I get these like claw hands when I'm doing, especially English paper piecing. Yes, and yeah. um, yeah, I can I can remember one specific project that that really really did it for me and. Um, I still love the project, though, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and so, other than, like, seeing your doctor and getting a real diagnosis of this thing, and possibly also a referral to a physical or occupational therapist, I've seen both um, for different yeah. things. Um, I, there are a few things that I, that I think are also worth looking into. And, I, and again, I think this whole topic is just like a PSA. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but learning how to do some gentle stretching before you sit down to work, especially for a marathon session, setting yourself timers to get up and maybe do some of those stretches or just rest your arms, alternating ice and heat if your hands are feeling tired, um, taking ibuprofen, which is an anti-inflammatory, um, within reason. Again, consult your doctor. Um, Within reason. Yes. Yeah. So your liver doesn't die in the process. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't eat your stomach. Yeah. yeah. Ask how I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, mm. I think I can guess. Yeah. I just realized that I'm sitting here stretching while yeah. you are I, Yeah. I was starting to feel some of that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all, this is, all this is to say, be careful out there. And, um, yeah, be all, good to your body. And all things in moderation, friends. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Because we're super good at moderation. Yeah, because you know, sometimes because this is our job, we can't be in as moderation. That's a word. That's a way to word that sentence. Can't sure. Be as moderation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and so yeah, just be kind to your body, even though that is definitely a do as I say, not as I do statement. <laughs> yeah. <me> <laughs> Same. Uh huh. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's all. <laughs> Excellent. The more you know. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Yes. So mm-hmm. I, I often find that like the things that I decide I want to talk about while we're doing the podcast, they're very frequently inspired by things that I uh, stumble upon on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with this one. So I'm just going to back up into my childhood because we often talk about things from our childhood. I'm really sorry, listeners, that you like hear our crafting life history, but whatever. I like to time travel into your childhood. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. So between the ages, I was trying to figure out like maybe eight and 11, somewhere in there. Um, I used to take spring and fall. I would take a craft class through my um, local park district and it was the same teacher every time. And it's my big friendly kitty. Oh, <laughs> sorry, hi, Mister Big Stuff. Um, yeah, so we would do we would do all kinds of of craft projects. I I don't remember a whole lot of them. There was a paper craft penguin project one time, uh, but what I really specifically remember is that at the end of every class, we got to do a ceramics project. Cool, cool. Yeah, so we would have. Some piece of of pre-shaped ceramic, um, and we would do, like, all the scraping and cleaning and everything, and we would glaze it, and it would come back to us fired. I absolutely loved this, being able to do this uh, project. I remember, 
I only remember oh, yeah. a couple of these. It was projects. the highlight of our art classes. Yeah, I so I because I was like once a year we got to do clay. Yeah, I was <laughs> um, homeschooled, so that was not something that I could just easily do. Although, oh right, yeah, I forgot. So, um, I mean, obviously, I was doing art things, but something like that where you need a kiln, I didn't have access to that. Although, I at some point I'll have to tell you about my um, sort of aunt. She was. I think my grandma's cousin, she did China painting. So I guess she probably could have fired some stuff for me. But anyway, I remember making a ghost in one of these classes and <laughs> a, a ceramic basket. And I don't remember any other projects that I made from it, but I loved it. So that is the yeah. extent of my... I, I've made a few other things since then, like as an adult. But I want to see your ghost, please. I- <laughs> Your ceramic know. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not my actual ghost. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. At least not for a very, very, very long okay. time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I don't know if I even still have it. I hope I would be able to find it at some point. But um, anyway, that's really the extent of my, my work doing things like, like that. Although I do have a turtle that I made that is very scary sad looking but i do still have it anyway i i also want to see the the scary sad turtle okay that i know i can get you a Please. picture of i will put it in the show notes Thank <laughs> and i will not tell you how old i was when i made it anyway um <laughs> <laughs> um but so really getting back to the instagram inspiration for this um so i follow this person bookie margoof I will put her link in the show notes. She's fantastic. She's made these pom-poms that I've talked about in the past. And she shared this uh, link to someone who makes beautiful pottery. Her name is Sarah Dyer. But she also has an account on Instagram Mm -hmm. called Pot Punisher. And this is not some (laughs) sort of, like, questionable substance Uh pot. This is pottery. <laughs> that was not where my head went. I, I assumed like hitting pots with a hammer. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> questionable, questionable substance pot. <laughs> or perhaps putting it in a corner with a dump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Oh, that's this, funny. Here I go being very literal. Anyway. Um. This Instagram account is all, like, slow motion videos of smashing pottery. Oh, that's satisfying. Yes. It is. Yes. Yes. It is. You know, kind of like I talked about, like, watching someone pour glue over punch needle embroidery. Mm -hmm. It is, at the same time, horrifying and satisfying to watch. And because, and obviously the reason that they're smashing, (laughs) she does it, like, with other people. They're very, like, artfully done, too. but. They're obviously pieces that they, they didn't Don't work spark out. Joy. They, you couldn't use them. So, <laughs> um, but it's still like you I mean, watch I, it. I would argue that shattering something sparks some joy. It, it sparks it, something. It, it absolutely my happy face. Yeah, it, watching it absolutely sparks joy. But it's also very sad <laughs> to watch these things go into smithereens. So, mm-hmm. I um, I'm gonna put the link to this in the show notes and you can all watch in horror and amusement and delight um along with us because Uh, i'm going to watch one right now to see if it makes me any less cranky okay Ooh, there's one that's being hit with with a 
tire iron? Yeah, I mean, they smash it with things. They smash it against, you know, like other pots and pieces. They throw them on the ground. Oh, that's in slow motion. Right? Yes. It's so good. (laughs) But the best part is the sound of it in slow motion. It sounds like a bomb going off. (laughs) Wow. Oh, I do feel better. Yeah. See? (laughs) Haley's in the mood for destruction. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I'm going to make a bad hair metal joke. (laughs) No, 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 no. (sighs) Yeah. So that was really delightful. I'm glad that I needed that. See? Isn't that, wasn't that fantastic? Yeah. So It, it, it is. Yeah. In fact, if, listeners, if you're having a hard time right now, pause the podcast, pull up Instagram, search for Pot Punisher, and you will be equally delighted as Haley, I'm sure. Oh, yes. Just just take a moment. It, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but then so come back. Make sure you come back to the things. podcast. Oh, also, yes. Let's yes. Just say please that. do. Yeah. Do come back. <laughs> because I, I, I also want to um, take out some destructive crafting tendencies. Okay. Um, yeah. Have you guys ever heard of... Something called drizzling. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, not in the crafting sense. Yeah. No. Or, or perhaps, um, I do not speak French, but I believe uh, parfilage is also another name for, for this activity. Okay. So um, this came to my attention because of a blog post from Interweave that I saw a couple of weeks ago, and then I took a bit of a deep dive. <laughs> so I'm so surprised. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> a parfilage, or what would later be known as drizzling, seems to have originated in France during the reign of King Louis XVI among ladies uh, at Versailles. And seems to also have continued on with um, everybody's favorite queen, um, <clears throat> Marie Antoinette. Um, and this is, like, very on brand, I feel like, for, for okay. this court just, in this area during this time. Okay, really quick. So, let's just make sure that we take note of the fact that this is called drizzling, Marie Antoinette, cake, there's a dad joke yeah, in there exactly. somewhere. I know, I was it, thinking the same it, thing. <laughs> yes, but it wasn't called drizzling in France. It was called parfala. <laughs> details, details. Mm, yes, yes, yes. All right. All right, so, continue. So I, I am, I'm me, there with you, Molly, for the okay, record. Okay, thank you. <laughs> let me tell you what it is, uh, since I, I have meandered about for a while. Um, it is a Regency-era anti-craft. Ooh. Um... Because instead of making something beautiful, you're destroying something beautiful. And um, like I said, it's also called parfilage um, from the French verb meaning to unravel. Okay. All right. And what it is was rich people removing gold and silver threads from finished textiles for sport. For sport? So like... (laughs) So, like, they were just chilling and removing gold and silver threads from 
whatever textile or decorative piece happened to come to hand. Oh my goodness. And it seems as though, at least at the beginning, these were largely people who would not have benefited from the money that removing these actual gold and silver pieces might have brought. Um, so they were definitely people who could afford to replace them. And also afford to be a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and at some point, especially in France, items were actually manufactured with the purpose of oh my goodness being used for this pastime no um, that's uh so <laughs> this is right? this is why privilege is a problem okay right <laughs> yeah, so by the regency era this had wandered over to england and mm. was for reasons somewhat unclear referred to as drizzling i have a guess and this, I think this is a pretty common guess um, amongst people who have considered such things. Um, I expect that it's called that because when you're stuck inside and it's raining, because it's England, um, this might be an activity that one might do because one was bored. Or so depressed that you had to destroy something beautiful that somebody worked really hard on and didn't get paid enough for. Oh, wait. Yeah, I, don't I can. Know. I don't need to go on that whole soapbox, but I was, I'm very uh, angry. And, yeah, no, I was thinking, like, you know when you're frogging something and the thread is, like, going into – or the yarn is going into a pile. It's, like, drizzling into a pile. That's what I was picturing. Oh, but the rain I thing makes sense, that. too. I mean, I don't know. I'm just making it up. I, well, <laughs> I, I don't know what, like, as you're yeah, unraveling something, no I don't – Yeah, I don't know what the yeah. what the threads would look like at that point, but – uh, well, I it mean, they, they look like threads. Um, apparently, um, largely women, but in France and especially um, at Versailles, some men also did this activity. But in, in England, it seems to be largely women. But they would carry around like ornate bags or even have boxes with the tools that you would need for drizzling. Um, so, uh, like sharp scissors and a stiletto and, um, a bobbin or something to wind this thread on because at the end you would sell it to a jeweler. Okay. Um, this seems to be largely just for fun. Um, most people who were doing it a lot didn't need the money, but they also seem to have not wasted it. Like, they do seem to have largely sold what they removed. I guess that makes it a little into, better. Like, the <laughs> jewelry so market. And, I mean, it probably also, people who needed the money probably also did it. Apparently, in France, it was sort of assumed that um, the aristocracy wasn't doing so hot uh, at during the later parts of Marie Antoinette's reign sure. and that they probably needed the money. But before that, this was just a, a frivolous pastime. Um, <laughs> so, like, they would, ladies would carry around, like, very ornate bags with fancy tools. There were sets of tools that were made and marketed specifically for this activity. And also boxes that were made for this activity, though apparently there is not a surviving example of 
the boxes, um, presumably because they were used for other things right. later. But um, so that it, that is a thing that exists, and you can take a pretty deep dive, and I will put plenty of links to reading material in the show notes. But um, that is a, that is a thing. And honestly, I can see, like, as someone who likes to untangle yarn, I can see how satisfying, in theory, it might be to picket something and picket it and then, like, slowly remove this, like, seeing if you can get the entire thread out in one piece. Like, I could see the appeal. When you, when you say it that way, yeah, I could definitely see the appeal. Probably, I think it would be really satisfying to do, especially if you aren't the one who made it. Yeah, I think it'd be really satisfying to do if you were like um, a servant and your boss was a jerk and you were stealing from them. (laughs) Oh, oh, we see where you're coming from. Uh huh. I mean, I'm just, I'm just so like not here for rich people being wasteful in general. <laughs> well, they don't seem to have wasted it is the thing. Yeah. And I mean, I if mean, you're it, talking about like textiles, like it was their stuff if they wanted to take it apart. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it does not it's not a thing that seems reasonable, logical or sensible to me, but I can also see myself with like tiny tools inching this thing like I yeah. could I could see getting hyper-focused on the activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Not dissimilar to, like, pulling out stitches when I screw up, like, a line and cross stitch or something. Like, I really, really enjoy taking the needle and taking the stitches out one at a time and not having to cut it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said. You guys, my my chair just broke. Sorry. I thought that you got much shorter all of a sudden. It won't stay up. <laughs> I'm going to get Ed's chair. Hold on. Okay. Um, but yeah, so so that is that. But I mean, I, I am just imagining like some fashionable lady idly picking at a seat cushion in like a flirty way and then like all the other ladies at court being like she's super cute maybe we can get some attention and like it taking off from there i don't even understand and an anti-craft was born (laughs) yeah (laughs) anti-craft yep so that's that wow Let's talk about something nicer. Let's talk about actually making things. (laughs) Please. You don't like delicate hands uh, doing fine. I'm just I'm just jealous because I've got the I've got the English paper piecing claw hands. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wait, that's velociraptor hands, Um, which I also have. All right. So it is starting to get finally a bit warmer out there. Yay! <laughs> Which means that it is time to be thinking about warm weather knitting and crochet projects. Which, as folks who design knitting and crochet patterns, I feel like you you say the phrase warm weather knit and crochet, and some folks who are not very serious crafters 
are kind of like, but you just don't make stuff with yarn in the summer. What are you talking about? <laughs> untrue. Untrue, sir. Um, <laughs> Incorrect. And so um, I, when my hands have been cooperating, I've been working on a short sleeve blouse style sweater um, inspired by the vintage knitting retreat I went on last month. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is, it's got a puff sleeve that goes about to the elbow and then all over the sleeve and the body of the sweater are, is a nice eyelet lace pattern. Um, Nice. mm -hmm. And so it's still made with sport weight wool. But with the eyelets and the short sleeves, I think it'll be a really nice um, layering piece for late spring. It, yeah, yeah, that sounds really nice. Yeah, if I finish it in time. Um, it's a, I, I'm working from a... F- or for next spring. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working from um, a vintage pattern called the Fern Lace Pullover. Um, and I will link to that in the show notes because it's really cute. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, d- are, either, are either of you working on any warm weather yarn projects? Well, I just finished a spring-summer sweater that I... Well, sweater might be a stretch to call it that. It's more like a cap sleeve tunic, but we're calling it a sweater. Right? That's okay, right? Yeah, that works fine. So I designed it myself, and I finally finished it, and I actually wore it and took pictures, and I'm very pleased with it. It's So it's very, like, loose and drapey. And I did knit it with mm-hmm. um, sport weight wool, um, but it it feels very cool, and it has a lace hem, um, and then very like open arms. So I wear a tank top underneath it because otherwise, hello, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hello. It's hello. really breezy. <laughs> yeah, um, but the lace hem is so beautiful. Thank you. I used um, a fairly like all around knitting uh, stitch pattern that I found a bunch of different places called crest of the wave. Um, and my sweater design, I'm calling it the graceful waves tunic sweater. So I will put a link to the pattern oh, in the like show notes. That. Thank you. Um, yes, so I, I just finished that and I'm very excited about it, but I'm also getting ready to start designing a crocheted tank top. And I just sort of, Ideas are just starting to come around for that. But the one that I'm really excited that I have wanted to make for almost a year, I have the yarn for it and everything, um, is it's called the Serato UV Vest by um, Piro Yarns, which is a Japanese yarn Mm -hmm. company. Um, And it's a free pattern that's on Ravelry. And uh, my friend Katie made one, and I just fell in love with it. So I am going to make that in a... Um, it's a, a wool and linen blend yarn and it's fairly open. Nice. So I think that that's going to be really nice when I can eventually do it. And that's a crochet pattern as well. So cool. my own, my tunic, um, is knitting, but then these other ones are crochet. So should be fun. I'm excited to start on. I, I actually don't. Okay. I shouldn't say I don't have an, <laughs> I have a few active knitting things going right now but I don't like one or two I mean yeah but but not like really active so excited to start right they don't count yeah yeah no I uh I definitely well having just finished the hat I too am between really active knitting projects I'm sure I could unearth um like 
12. Yeah. <laughs> but possibly that shawl that um, I found in the closet last time I, uh, er, from the last train of, uh, yeah. Wait. From the last train of shame. Because <laughs> I can't talk either, it would seem. So I always think that I want to make summer weight things because I, I really like the idea. Um, as a petite person, sometimes bulkier yarns don't flatter my figure as well. Yeah. Um, just because, like, any extra bulk on me looks a lot bulkier than it might on someone with like broader shoulders or something like that and so I always think that I want to um but unfortunately pretty much every like loose fitting flowy summer look would be deeply unflattering on me also (laughs) you do not want to make my tunic um, uh, no, no, I don't. Unfortunately, <laughs> unless unless um, you unless it can be belted, yeah, you could belt it, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I my my waist isn't long enough, so like it's just belt right under boobs, and it looks really <laughs> no, funny. No, when just I don't belt make things. it. <laughs> no, um, so I think I may have found a pattern that could work. Um, if I shortened it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been looking at the Circular Yoke Summer shirt from Pearl Soho. Yeah. Um, and it's this just really simple, like most of their patterns, um, like basic T-shirt. And theirs um, is it looks semi-fitted um, and it comes down through the hip so it would would cover your backside, that look never works for me. So I would definitely shorten it. But it it looks like it's got enough shaping and that it's lightweight enough that it might might really work. So I'm thinking about that. And I've also been looking at um, the Azalea tank top pattern um, by Pam Allen from uh, Quince & Company. Mm-hmm or Quince and Co. Uh, and it's, oh, it's so, so lovely. It's got sort of similar to Molly's new pattern. It's got some really nice lace edging around the bottom. And it just, it looks exactly as breezy and effortless as I would like my summer looks to be. Yeah. But <laughs> let's be honest, um, breezy and effortless is not generally a thing I do. <laughs> so, uh, it's possible that I will cast on one of those two, but I also might do just something that I've been doing for several summers now very slowly, which is um, African flower hexagon crochet motifs mm-hmm. um, that I will someday join to make a blanket, but they're really nice to like take to a bar or take to a park or something like that because they work up pretty quickly. They're really forgiving if you say um, lose count of <laughs> what you're doing because you've had one too many Hefeweizens. And um, they're also, because you're not joining them, you can, like, they're easy to carry around. Yeah. So I do that if I really need to get my 
my knitting fix and I am not feeling like doing a million tons of petiting math for actual worn garments. <laughs> so we'll see. Cool. I, as I was yeah. as I was looking at the uh, the circular yoke summer shirt, I was going, huh, I have two skeins of that uh-huh. yarn. I was planning on making something different <laughs> with it, but hmm. I think the I think it would look so nice on you. I think it would be incredibly flattering. Hmm. <laughs> Just saying. I think you've got the build for it. I am tempted. <laughs> I mean, the project that I bought the yarn for, I sort of started, but it was a rough start. So it was actually <laughs> it was actually the the Pearl Soho um, terrace wrap, which. Uh, oh, is very pretty. That's cute. It's yeah. Um, mm. but it's a. I was just having. I was just struggling. It was feeling rough to knit. So hmm. Things to consider. All I'm saying is that it's cute. It is. It's and that it's nice and I subtle. can see you wearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we. I am a enabler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so cranky, guys. <laughs> we, you know what? I, I was think... just looking at it, and I, and I was thinking very cranky thoughts about this really cute summer sweater. And like, really? Come on. <laughs> we like you when you're cranky. We like you all the time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> I like you guys too, even when I don't like anyone or anything. Else. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, <laughs> that's like the nicest thing ever. Yeah, but that's actually totally true. Oh, well, thank <laughs> there you. There are like maybe four people and my cat on the list of people <laughs> that are fine when I hate everything. <laughs> good. Oh. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> On that note, I guess we're going to call it a day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take it away, Heidi. <laughs> if you're a person who likes to hang out on the internet, you should hang out with us. Yeah. Find, Yay. find us on Instagram and Twitter at, at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at VerySeriousCrafts.com. Want to join the conversation? Tag us using hashtag VerySeriousCrafts. And ignore the lawnmower that's apparently running in my yard. <laughs> that, Wait, what? It's all so, good. <laughs> Want to join the conversation? Tag us using hashtag very serious crafts. And if you're using Instagram stories, don't forget to tag us with at serious crafts so we can reshare. Are you a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast? Great! Please leave the Very Serious Crafts podcast a five-star rating on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. And, right. yeah. and finally, if you'd like to sponsor an episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, visit VerySeriousCrafts.com and click sponsor. Thank you very much Thank in you. advance. Thanks. <laughs>